Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Wednesday, November 1st edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. I don't even know why I call it November, because really, it's Justice League Month. Exactly. And that is what this month is about, and that's uh, we're going to catch up on a lot of news from Justice League. Minor stuff, non-spoilery stuff that is coming out about the film. Uh, so, Cyborg and Wonder Woman last week, they had the their week and they had the, the cool comic book origins were released by DC. Um, most people probably know their origins if they're listening to a podcast like this, but it is a cool one minute video just to check out uh, that looks back on the comic book history of the characters. We also got our, with it being Batman week this week, we got a Batman motion poster. Um, anything rude to say about that, Zach? I don't like the way it cut across his eyes. I think the other ones have done a better job. But <laughs> <Are> you serious? <laughs> Maybe I don't I'm know the, har- the harshest critic of I don't these know posters. If you're being serious or, or trolling right now? Uh, Affleck's face looks really good as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really care where it cuts out. Um, I guess uh, it looks. Like it makes part of the bat symbol. That's fine. Right. Uh, we also got our. You know the the Batman version of the trailer exclusive first look by AT and T about a minute forty. This is this is the first time you've ever seen Batman, right? That's why they call it that, the exclusive first look at Batman, because we've never right. seen him before. Right, by AT&T. If, if AT&T didn't exist, we would have no idea what Batman looked like. Yes. Um, so another cool, you know, there's some new footage sprinkled in. It looks cool. Um, this film looks pretty cool, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. There's also a one-minute Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm promo, like HBO, one-minute thing. Like, he's going to join the justice league or something but he doesn't want to respond to the larry signal uh goofy fun little video yeah i'm i'm assuming there's some jokes in there for people who have actually watched the show ever which <laughs> is not one of me but it was still funny yeah uh i agree and now we'll get into the we've got a few things here that are somewhat controversial to some people um some things to get into other news so uh danny elfman was talking with report indigo being interviewed, uh, talking about a lot of stuff, but Justice League in particular, and he was asked if he w- he had created a new Batman theme for Justice League, and he said there's only been there's only ever been one theme. Batman's theme will be used, so he's he's basically saying, you know, my theme is is the only theme, and that's uh, what we're going to use because Batman is is uh, Batman's theme is his. Uh, what do you think of that, Zach? I mean, I I guess I don't know. I, it to me it doesn't it's not that controversial like obviously he's the creator of this theme and he likes what he made and he's kind of protective of it and so i think he's just kind of proud of what he did and he maybe he did answer it slightly rudely like the guy was like well are you going to use any of henry of any of hans simmer stuff and he's like no why you it's batman you would use batman's theme <laughs> right which is my theme so yeah maybe he answered it in a bit of a rude way but i, I think i understand where he's coming from yeah, he um he definitely he did, he was complimentary of Hans Zimmer. Uh, I don't think he has any ill will towards Hans Zimmer or anything like that. Uh, but what his point was, I guess, you know, if you bring in Danny Elfman to score a film with Batman in it, he's probably going to use his theme, uh, right. which makes sense. And I don't think that's a decision made by Danny Elfman alone. Obviously, that's uh, made from other people too. Um, I think if he was coming in and and doing, if he wanted to insert a different version, um of wonder woman or completely erase superman's theme from this universe i would understand being upset i think batman's is the least iconic out of that group so far 
um, because we've only really heard it in the one movie, and I thought it was good, but I think there's no question that the 89 Batman theme is way more iconic, and I'm pretty excited to it. But in general, I think you should wait to hear how this music works in the film before uh, before making any judgments on it. It sounds like... Um, I, it sounds like there's he there is going to be Hans Zimmer's Man of Steel Superman theme is going to be in there, um, whether and also Wonder Woman's existing theme is going to be in there. And of course, you talked about how he he might have used some of John Williams' music uh, in the film as well. Yeah. Uh, moving on to an interview Henry Cavill did with Rake Magazine, he said there was a style DC was going for, an attempt to be different and look at things from a slightly different perspective, which hasn't necessarily worked. Yes, it has made money, but it has not been a crit- critical success. It hasn't given everyone the sensation which superheroes should give the viewer. I feel like now the right mis- mistakes have been made and they haven't been pandered to. And we can start to t- we can start telling the stories in the way they need to be told. It is even better to come back from a mistake or a stylistic error into the correct vein because it will make it seem that much stronger. Wonder Woman was the first step in the right direction. Uh, so some people think this is sort of Henry is bashing his past work um, with DC, Man of Steel, and Batman v Superman, and that uh, he wants some changes. Do you get that at all? No, I mean, it's just like, if you do something, and I don't think anybody can argue successfully that those movies were a critical success and that everybody loved them. It's pretty easy to see that they were not a critical success. And so I, I think it would be crazy to say, well, it was perfect and all the critics are stupid. and we don't need to change anything or do anything differently. I am glad that they look back on the things they did done. And like he said, they've made the right mistakes maybe and have learned from that and have started to go in a different direction. And if Wonder Woman is that different direction, I'm pretty happy with that because Wonder Woman was an absolutely fantastic film. Yeah. And I think that's the exact way to look at it. And, and you're saying that as someone who's liked all four of the films exactly. to some yeah. degree, correct? Um, you know, none of them are perfect. I, I understand people thinking, you know, well, these fans have supported these films even without critical success, and now you're abandoning that. I don't think that's what they've say- they're saying it at all. Um, you know, what they've been doing is they're taking a look at everything, looking at what works and doing more of that, and looking at what doesn't work and not doing more of that. I've, I've said before, the first, you know, the films through Justice League, I kind of view as the new 52 in the comic book wor- world. So some stuff's a great hit like unquestioned success like Wonder Woman some stuff is more mixed and some stuff is really controversial and and not liked and I think what is going to go moving forward like rebirth in the comics they're going to take what worked from this this universe so far what's worked in past universes and do that going forward Uh, and hopefully if it's anywhere nearly as successful as rebirth has been in the comics I think they're going to take the best from everything so far and I think that's a great approach to have yeah definitely um, uh, along uh, kind of in the similar vein, Gal Gadot was doing the Chinese press tour and was asked about Wonder Woman, you know, how she said she had walked away from mankind at the end of BVS. Uh, she said, we realized that actually there's no way that Wonder Woman will ever give up on mankind. The reason why she left the island was because she wanted to take, to make their life better and safer. They are, ca- they are her calling. So I'm giving you a very honest answer. Sometimes in a creative process, you establish something that is not necessarily the right de- decision, but then you can always correct it and change it. So Wonder Woman will always be there as far as she's concerned for mankind. So she's basically saying they changed their, uh, the original intention was for her to actually step away for a hundred years, but uh, Patty Jenkins decided, you know, that 
or whoever decided that wouldn't be the thing to do. That wouldn't be what the character did. Uh, any thoughts on this sec? Yeah. I mean, I know some people will be upset with this because it does basically does answer the question. Did they intentionally say that? And are they intentionally going against that? And it kind of seems like that. And some people may be upset by that, but I, for one, at least just think that that is the right decision to change it, to make it so that she does want to stick around for mankind, because I think that's more in line with her character and what I like about Wonder Woman and what makes her such a, a unique hero. So I'm glad that they're changing that. And that's kind of one of the great things about, you know, these make-believe stories that we like to to look at and watch and stuff is you can change things. It's not like the real world where once you make that that claim or that decision, you can't just change it. So I don't know. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got to say that line always rubbed me the wrong way a little bit in BVS, but I took it, I explained it away to by saying, well, she didn't literally step away from mankind. We know she didn't because at the start of the film, what is she is introduced at a party uh, in man's world spending time. So she, we know she wasn't literally away for a hundred years from mankind. So uh, the way I justified it is she mostly, she still was somewhat active, but mostly stayed out of the public eye. And I think that's what they're going to do going forward. And I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Yep. And then moving on to some black Adam news, Adam Stiskel is in talks with new line to write and direct said solo black Adam film, according to the tracking board. Just right. Did I say write and direct? That's not yes. there in the notes. Okay. Well, he's <laughs> he's in talks to write it. Sorry about that. Um, there have been he, so many writer-directors later, <laughs> lately. It's understandable. Uh, so he recently worked on Rampage, which also starred Dwayne Johnson, and We're the Millers too for New Line, according to Deadline. And he has some other credits, including Due Date, Maid of Honor, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Trip, and Diary of the Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Yeah. Um, not exactly an inspiring resume. No, not really. <laughs> um, so we always do say, um, it's, it's sort of tough to judge a writer, particularly when he's part of a writing, you know, one of several writers on a project, um, and how much things are changed. Maybe he's what made those, all those films as successful as they were. Uh, basically he has a lot of poorly received, critically, critically, poorly, critically received films that were mostly financially successful. Um, so not really impressive. Uh, I think it's, you know, maybe he is just the first guy to write a draft to get directors interested. And then a new director will bring in a new writer. Um, if not, I don't, I'm not terribly inspired uh, here. This isn't, this isn't the best name I would have liked to have seen. Um, but it makes me think that he's written a lot of comedy, which makes me think they're going to go very lighthearted and fun with black Adam, which I definitely get for Shazam for black Adam. I mean, on his best day when he is being a good good guy quote unquote he um like in 52 he sees a group of a group of workers who are on strike and they say you know our boss doesn't give us enough money he flies up to the top of the of the top story of the building grabs the boss and throws him down on the street to splat that is what i think of when i think of black adam I don't know. Uh, that sounds so, kind of funny. <laughs> so that doesn't that doesn't like cross over with due date or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I it's really you know that doesn't mean he's can't write something else, but not a terribly inspiring choice. Yeah, the only thing that is is kind of uh, 
I think good news or gives me some hope from this is the fact that he just worked on a film with Dwayne Johnson. I just call him Dwayne because we're friends. Um, and so I, I think if, if he, I'm assuming that he is quite involved, Dwayne Johnson is in kind of running things for Black Adam and making sure that people he's comfortable with are involved. And so if he just worked with him and really liked what he did and liked what he wrote and thinks he's a good writer, then that gives me some hope because Dwayne Johnson's normally pretty, pretty good and uh, making some entertaining stuff. I'm a big Dwayne Johnson fan as an actor. Um, I don't necessarily love, and he's going to be a producer on this film. I don't necessarily love his decisions of who he, everybody, he doesn't always surround himself with the best talent in terms of writing and directing. So that doesn't really inspire, you know, doesn't really up my hopes any. Um, but you know, we're a long way away from seeing this film. It could have several writers between now and the time it hits. So I'm not going to worry too much about it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.